Good day, everybody, and welcome back to the series, 1000 Women Strong series of Life and Debt. This podcast today is Brenda's Got a Baby, a collaboration with the Hip Hop Caucus, and I have the wonderful Marsha here with me, and I'm going to um, allow Marsha to introduce herself and what she does, and then we're going to get into the topic. Good morning, everyone. Nicole, I am just so happy to be here with 1000 Women Strong to, to discuss this uh, movement um, that we're collaborating on. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Marsha Gosier. I am the national campaigner with the uh, Good Trouble Department for Hip Hop Caucus. We are a national social justice nonprofit. Um, we tackle everything. We are about systems change that, it, that impacts Black and Brown people. Um, in America, because oftentimes we are impacted first and worst uh, when it comes to social justice issues. Um, we have a lot of platforms that we cover with the Good Trouble Department. Um, this is our social justice and our civil rights uh, component at the Hip Hop Caucus. And so we cover everything um, from reproductive rights, um, the water crisis, which we, we view as a human rights issue and an American crisis. Um, we are, I'm very excited uh, to be launching um, the death and custody campaign, uh, which will tackle um, police injustices, uh, rogue, rogue officers that target, you know, our citizens. But today I'm here to speak about reproductive justice rights, um, the importance of us voting um, in November, making sure that we get legislators that are impacted, that are speaking to our issues, and we need to focus on the issue, not the person. Raise those questions. Um, make sure that we, we hold their feet to the fire on those issues. Absolutely. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good work happening at the Hip Hop Caucus. Um, you know, Brandy is my homegirl over at the Hip Hop Caucus, and Brandy introduced me to you. Yes. And good people, good people, good people. And, you know, we do a lot of sister girl on our calls when we're doing the work because, of course, we can have joy and good times and laughter, right? right. And when we first talked, uh, we had a long, good, good conversation, good heart, good, good, good conversation. And we were just talking about some things. And you mentioned, you know, I got this idea about the Tupac song, Brenda's Got a Baby. And I said, oh, interesting. That makes sense, right? And so I'm going to read a little, uh, just, I'm just going to jump into it and um, read a few of the lyrics. Um, and then I want you to talk to the folks and tell them why you thought this was a good idea to kind of riff on Brenda's Got a Baby and this present time. Um, let's see. Um, here it is. Um, and so just warning trigger warning all the warnings um this is some some heavy information we're talking about these lyrics are heavy um and so i just want to warn folks that that's what this is um i'm just jumping in the middle brenda wants to run away mama say you making me lose pay and social workers here every day now brenda's got to make her own way can't go to her family they won't let her stay no money no babysitter you couldn't keep a job she tried to sell crack but ended up getting robbed so now what's next? There ain't nothing left to sell. So she sees sex as a way of live, of leaving hell. It's paying the rent, so she really can't complain. Prostitute files slain, and Brenda's her name. She's got a baby. So I just jumped to the bottom of the song, and that's heavy, right? This 
I have a physical reaction in my body from just reading those lyrics. Yes. So, Marsha, tell me why you wanted to explore Brenda's Got a Baby in this current okay. time. Well, you know, definitely. Um, I think the name says it all, Hip Hop Caucus, uh, where we recognize that music is our culture. Um, as black and brown people, we know the importance of music, that that's a ministry. Um, that is how we recall our ancestors. That is how we pay respect to our elders. That is how we do storytelling. And so when we, when the whole Roe versus Wade uh, thing came up, which was just an attack on women, black and brown women, and having that overturned and walked back, um, the song that came to mind to me was uh, Tupac's. Brenda's had, Brenda had a baby. And so we all know the impact of this. I'm a child of hip hop, uh, you know, born in the seventies. Can't remember when the first hip hop song came Amen. out. And when Tupac dropped this song, this was in the midst of, you know, the crack era. It was in the midst of, yes. um, teenage pregnancies where we were just, we were just being bombarded, you know, with the importance of, um, having those conversations of reproductive rights. So what spawned this, um, during, right before Roe versus Wade, there were a group of uh, women, they were white women and black women that piggybacked off of the Underground Railroad of the transatlantic slave trade. And so they called themselves the Janes. And so what they would do um, they were a group of women and they would assist uh, women that wanted that, you know, were seeking abortions, um, women that um, felt that they didn't have the money to raise the child or women that um, didn't have access, you know, you could, you didn't have access to birth control at that time. And so now we're being faced years later um, with what could possibly be a, a black market or a gray market um, for women that are seeking for justice, reproductive justice um, and whether it's an abortion, whether it's access to birth control pills, whether it's access to the morning after pill, because we just don't know what the states will decide. And so to bring that forward current day, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to make sure that um, our, our women are protected. And so I came up with the concept of the Brenda's to be the current day answer to the Janes, um, to have a network of support system um, of black and brown women to make sure that um, our communities are protected, that our women are protected, that they seek, the, that they get the help that they need. Because as we discussed, Nicole, um, in these United States of America, it is sadly safer for mm -hmm. a woman to get an abortion than it is for a woman to birth a child. And so there are things that um, we need to explore, those yes. things that we need to discuss. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to make sure that, mm -hmm. you know, our, our women are not, our sisters are not placed um, in a situation where, you know, they're having to be as drastic and, and use things like hangers um, from back in the day. So when we think about Brenda and we think about Tupac song, like I remember when he first dropped it and, you know, I'm a teenager and I'm sitting there and I'm listening uh, to, to this. And here was this, this man speaking up for us who was raised by a woman, you know, who, who chose mm -hmm. to keep her child. But I'm sure that was a, you know, that was hard for Afeni just given, given the conditions of what was going on, you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. and so while we may not be a Brenda, we know a Brenda. 
And Brenda's story does not change. Just the lyrics that uh, you spoke on um, right. when opening this, mm -hmm. this up. And so, you know, we have situations where young girls, you know, are faced with the shame and the stigma, you know, um, they yes. may not know about uh, their, their mothers may not talk to them about birth control. You know, mm -hmm. I was in a very Absolutely. fortunate situation as a young girl. Uh, no one would mm -hmm. have thought uh, my mother was a librarian, very quaint. And um, I can remember mm -hmm. her having a conversation with me when I was in high school. And, um, you know, as I shared with you, Nicole, my mother grew up and she was born mm -hmm. in the 40s. Uh, she had an older sister that had a child um, as a teenager. And my mother missed her prom mm -hmm. because her sister was going into labor with her second child in, in the 50s. And so that impacted my mother. She saw how her sister wasn't able to go to college. She saw how her sister had to work hard, uh, but she also saw how her mm -hmm. sister having this baby impacted her and she could not go to the prom. There were things she had to help her sister out with. So she had a conversation with me, Nicole, in high school. And she said, you know, Marsha, um, you know, this teenage pregnancy, I've seen, you know, the impact that it had. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you so if you are even considering um, having sex, I would love for you to wait, but please come to me and, you know, I'll place you on birth control. And I mean, I was sitting there with my mouth wide open because my mother was a church woman. And for her to be so progressive, mm. that thought in the 80s. Yes, yes. And so yes. when the time came, I had that, you know, I could go to my mother and say, hey, mm -hmm. mom, I think I, you know, I think this is what we need to do. Um, but I also had friends mm -hmm. who did not have that conversation. I mean, Nicole, I'm quite sure you know of mm. several um, young girls that, I do. You know, they, they had a they they and I'm not gonna say they made a mistake, but they just weren't aware. You know, they mm -hmm. they weren't aware of the resources. Yes, they didn't have all the information. You, you know, they were afraid to tell their mothers, afraid to tell their aunts. Didn't feel they had anyone to talk to, and look up. They're mm -hmm. hiding, just like Brenda did. They're hiding this pregnancy. Nobody's paying attention to the change in their body, and they look up and they have no other no other choice. You know. Um, right. It's everything that has impacted Tupac's Brenda. We are seeing this like current day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have to, mm -hmm. we have to, you know, set up the resources. We have to make sure that um, we're impacting system change, that we're impacting policy change. And the only way that we can do that, mm -hmm. one of the ways that we can do that is by ensuring that we have the proper people in legislative offices, having the proper uh, people you know, um, on the Supreme Court, you know, so Nicole, you know, let, let's, let's talk about it. We've had those conversations that here we have yes. men, men deciding what's best for making choices for women's bodies, for women's body, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Marsha, you, you said a whole lot there and, you know, I just want to make reference to the year that that song came out. It was 1991 yeah. and not to date myself, um, but I was fresh out of high school. And um, like you said, it, it, it resonates now. It, it, everything in that song can resonate now. Tell me, what's the culture? What's going on in Georgia? What are some of the things that folks are talking about on the ground? And I want to I want to 
be real transparent here. We get talk real frank as we talked on the phone, right? We, right. we talk real talk on the phone. Yes. Um, you know, white women's politics and black women's politics aren't always the same. Sometimes they can be intersectional, right? Um, right. And the resources are not the same, right? There's not equity there. Um, so what's happening yeah. in Georgia where um, this reproductive conversation and maternal health conversation is um, reaching real folk on the ground. What's that conversation like? That conversation is major. Like I've had uh, just friends since this, you know, since the decision to walk back Roe versus Wade, you know, occurred here in Georgia. Um, I've had friends. I recently had a friend that um, she found out she was pregnant and she was in her 40, you know, and um, she didn't expect the pregnancy. And so, um, you know, by the time she found out, it was definitely, you know, right on the cusp of the six weeks, you see. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, she had to have some, you know, she had to process that, you know, and not having, not knowing her options, you know. Um, there have been some mm-hmm. instances of, even though it was not in Georgia, I believe this was in, in Texas, it was it was a young lady that was actually considering suicide once they changed um, mm-hmm. the laws and walked it back, mm-hmm. um, you know, in mm-hmm. the state. But I'm glad you brought up Georgia because, you know, there's been some conversations even in our senatorial race um, where a candidate has mm-hmm. been against um the woman's right to choose only for us to recently find out that they in fact mm. paid for an abortion hmm. um, while claiming. Hmm. Okay. So um, the hypocrisy and the politics um, in this is, is just, you know, real. what, you know, light and dark can't exist in the same place. So, you know, light is always going to expose that darkness. Right. And so we can, we can see, um, where this is coming from. Another mm-hmm. conversation that people are having in Georgia, because of course this is, you know, this is the dirty South. It's part of the dirty South. So another conversation mm-hmm. that people are having mm-hmm. um, in Georgia is the reason why um, when we talk about the politics um, and we talk about the numbers. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at census and we've seen the forecast, um, because if we're going to be really real, mm-hmm. we're talking about white supremacy here. And you're having to tackle that. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, that the real scare is numbers. The real scare is representation. And so we've all heard the forecast mm. uh, that in, in these mm-hmm. United States, that what is now the mm-hmm. majority race could possibly become the minority race, you see. And so even when mm-hmm. we're really real with ourselves about Roe versus Wade, we know that that whole situation came up because, you know, someone did not want to have this brown baby, you see. And so when you're talking mm. about you're talking about the numbers and the impact, that's what the conversation is in Georgia is, okay, they're really trying to walk back some other things um, and, and using gotcha. Roe Wade as, you know, the, the hanger that it needs to do it on. But uh, yes, just this, what is the conversation this week is how dare you? as a candidate, speak out and make claims that you are pro-life, mm-hmm. but you're not so pro-life when you're trying to hide um, the things that you do in the dark. And so, you know, yes, we're, we're often asking, you know, 
how, how many of those Supreme Court justices, I bet you if someone were to dig deep enough, you know, um, probably have those same mm. skeletons in their pocket, you see. I would suspect that they're probably more than we care, the folks care to admit, because yeah. um, you talked about uh, white supremacy, um, also misogyny as it relates to telling women what they need to do with their bodies and then not being honest about, you know, your your values aren't aligning, your actions and your values yeah. aren't aligning. And people see that. Um, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it also deals with um, socioeconomics, right? So there are those those white counterparts who can afford and have access to resources to quietly go somewhere and have um, abortions. You know, I was going to, you know, say euphemism, but it, it is to have an abortion, right? right. Um, meanwhile, someone who does not have the means and the resources has to like do some back alley thing or, you know, be forced to carry a baby, which the math don't be mathing, right? So it's like, you know, folks talk about, no, no, you know, no abortion. But then when the being is here, you don't want to support and provide the safety nets. When this person said, I don't want to have this baby. I'm in a situation that ain't what I want it to be. And I want to change the outcome. You don't want that to happen. But when they come to come to this earth, you want to incarcerate them. You don't want to give them the, uh. the nutrients and the, the proper water and the proper things that they need to be whole, full human beings. Um, and so when they don't become full human beings because they haven't gotten that proper nutrients, they've been in situations where they've been traumatized and so their brain can develop as it should in a healthy, holistic way, they wind up incarcerated or in mental institutions. And no, you don't want to pay for that, right? So- there's some inconsistency in values that don't seem yeah. to align. And as the, the young kids say, that math ain't mathing. Okay. It don't make no sense. It's okay. much cheaper to allow someone to get an abortion than it is to pay for the person um, when they're, you know, on the earth. So um, that's my two cents. That's my editorial. Um, is there anything else that you want to share that you think oh, yeah. is really important as it relates to, you know, the midterms and, you know, maternal health, reproductive rights and Georgia? Yes. I mean, and, you know, even though we're having this conversation about abortion, you know, we also need to shed light on, you know, just the scope of reproductive rights. Um, another conversation that yes. we're hearing where we talk about the systemic racism um, that is occurring in, in, in the health field, um, you know, just... Mm -hmm just procedures that are occurring where we're seeing that, um, you know, race is playing a factor, socioeconomic status is playing a factor at just the mere um, suggestion of some of these procedures, like an endometrial ablation. Uh, was having a conversation mm. with a friend about that, you know, here recently. Are, are you familiar with that procedure, Nicole? Okay, so just for those- A little bit, out, for the folks who aren't- Yes. Yeah. For people who may not be. And so this particular procedure is where they go in and they remove the lining um, to uh, it, it. In essence, it stops a, a woman from having a menstrual cycle. So this procedure mm -hmm. started, you know, when with fibroid uh, fibroids that, you know, you were seeing in women or premenopausal. But what is occurring is that this is now being offered almost like a cosmetic surgery. 
and it's just kind of being thrown yeah, out disproportionately there. to black women. Yes, it dis exactly. You know, and and we're seeing and mm -hmm. hearing uh, stories of women. You know, we we saw in the eighties and the nineties where the hysterectomy was the answer. Mm -hmm. Um, it was the only answer. Oh, we yes. saw, Still is. Yes, mm -hmm. we, we saw, saw instances where there are women that didn't even know that a doctor performed a hysterectomy on them and, and thought, Black women, and thought mm -hmm. that they could still, you know, have children. So at some point, I would love for us to just mm -hmm. expand that conversation in another podcast because we have to really oh, for sure on the fears and 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 the the trauma that black people have mm -hmm. with the medical industry in the United States and so it gives yeah. pause and 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 so rightfully we have the right to be mm -hmm. untrusting because mm -hmm. we have seen you know the yeah, distrust that is done but yeah so just going back to just the importance um everybody knows that we there are some important races on the table in November, especially yes. in Georgia, mm -hmm. not just the governor's race, mm -hmm. it's a very important race, but pay attention to your Senate mm -hmm. seat uh, races. Um, the mm -hmm. Hip Hop Caucus, our Respect My Vote campaign, actually has the issues ballot. It's on our, our website, um, hiphopcaucus.org. Go to Respect Our Vote, and you can actually see the issues because we want to keep it on the issues, not the person. So if you're out and about, have these Absolutely. conversations with your family members, have these conversations with these candidates, see where they're stand. And we have to be very intelligent mm -hmm. in our decision, um, see where they stand. Don't mm -hmm. get so tied into a particular party, get tied into the issue. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to start bringing to mm -hmm. the table, our issues, our demands, right. and how we get to the liberation that we are going to get to. Um, and just, you know, keep tying those things in. Thank you for that, Marsha. You tied that in together. The liberation is really the key. That's yeah. what we're trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I super appreciate you coming on. We will have that link that you just mentioned in the show notes. Okay. So folks will have access to that um, when we release this podcast. I want to thank you again for coming on. You know, I love chit-chatting with you. Um, you know, we're being nice and pleasant on this podcast. Yes. But, you know, we have <laughs> off-side off conversations. They be real juicy. Yes, yes, so um, yes. I hope you enjoy the rest of I did. The rest of your day and send Brandy my love. Will do. And you take care. I shout, Nicole. Nicole, thank you again for having us 1,000 Women Strong. And y'all, make sure y'all go out and vote. Early voting is occurring soon in Georgia. Check your state. Make sure you do what you need to do and get this thing done. Love y'all. Peace. And on that note, good day, people. Voting is crucial in the state of Georgia. We know we have a lot on the line. So here's some information about voting in the state of Georgia. Registration deadlines in person at local election office is October the 11th and online is October the 11th. By mail and postmarked by October the 11th is the registration deadlines for Georgia. The absentee ballot deadlines for Georgia is to request the ballot to be received um, by October the 28th, return the ballot by mail received by November 8th by 7 p.m., return ballot in person November 8th by 7 p.m. Voting deadlines for Georgia. Early voting, it varies by location, in person November 8th, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Again, the key date, the voting date, November 8th, 
You can vote in person 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and early voting varies by location. Don't forget to get out to vote. If you need more information, you can visit georgia.gov forward slash register dash vote. And you can also go to thegeorgiavoterguide.com. All these links will be in our show notes. Make sure that you get out to vote. It is crucial. As promised, we will be sharing resources and services in Georgia for moms who need some help. Um, and if you just have any health needs in your, for your reproductive health, uh, the first one is feministcenter.org. The second one is reproductiverights.org. And the next one is amplify-ga.org. And again, these uh, links will be in the show notes. And so we hope you refer to them and share them with others who may need these services.